Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hi, everybody. Welcome into this week's first edition of TSL Today. I'm Giovanni Heater. Across the way, we got Kyle Marshak. We come to you on Monday, January 30th. The vibes are good as Virginia Tech basketball has won two straight. A lot of exciting stuff coming. We got some great news for you. It's TSL Today on a Monday, and it starts right now. Today's edition of TSL Today is brought to you by Triumph NIL. Triumph NIL was founded to create meaningful name, image, and likeness partnerships for student-athletes. They specialize in curating opportunities that meet all NCAA compliance and state legal criteria. Triumph seeks to maximize individual and group earning potential and provide clarity to key stakeholders through creative activations. Their motto, recruit, retain, reward. Thank you so much for our partners at Triumph NIL. Again, Giovanni Heater with you across the way. Kyle Marshak, Abby Nielsen making her producing debut behind the scenes. Welcome in. We talked about it. The vibes are good. Tech basketball's won two straight. Marshak, let's dive into this Syracuse win. Uh, Big time win for the Hokies, plain and simple. Yeah, straight up. It's been a big stretch. Everyone's been kind of waiting for that, that ball to drop, for the Hokies to finally get that first win. That was a stretch, man, and it was like last year, too, during the ACC, where it just felt like the Hokies could not pull out a win, and for Duke to come into town to to break that streak was really fitting. It's a huge quad one win, and then Cuse was an even better story. I mean, Cuse, obviously not as strong a team as Duke or uh, even Miami coming up, but for them to beat Cuse handily, mind you, really garners that confidence that they've built in this two-game stretch so far. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, Castle was absolutely rocking. How about the uh, free throws opportunities when Bacon was on the line? It it was just so loud in there. Some of the loudest I've ever heard the Coliseum. Dude, that... Castle Guard takes their bacon really seriously, yeah. and I don't blame them. I heard Smithfield bacon is delicious. Listen, as college students, man, yeah. that, that's that's the grocery money right yeah, there. Yeah, that is that is grocery money, and uh, that that is hard to come by as a college student. I can tell you yeah. that. Yeah, dude, it was ballistic for those free throws. It was re- it was awesome. And how about how well this team shot from beyond the arc, Marshak? They just couldn't miss in the first half. Yeah, I mean, we were texting our our buddy Danian, who works in analytics, and I had to ask him. I'm like, is there a record going on here for most threes in the first half? Because I saw at the end of the first half, 11 for 13 from three-point land. insane. Unconscious. Yeah. And so I asked him that. And sure enough, 11 threes in the first half is a three-way tie in uh, men's basketball program history. I believe they had a couple others in in this millennium, at least, past the 2000. Um, I'm not sure which games it was. I'll have to look back at that text. But I know this is a, it was a three-way tie for the most in the first half by the Hokies. Awesome. What do you think that, it, that Tech did right in that game? Uh, because it just felt like Syracuse was never really in it right from the first tip. 
you know, their their defense was great to start. Uh, you know, with Jesse Edwards, it's tough to tell whether or not we have the size to be better than him on the boards. That's something that Cuse tends to harp on when they lack size, which historically they have. And now that they have Edwards, they've been a good rebounding team in the ACC. So I think it started there. Um, that's where it happened. We, we cleaned the glass better, took better care of the ball for sure. Um, you know, Judah Mintz for Cuse really struggles with the turnover problems. So that's where it started. Then... Look, the 2-3 zone of Syracuse is designed for teams to force up three-point shots. So right. the second place where we went right was by hitting those three-point shots. There are days where the Hokies don't hit from three-point land, and there are days where they definitely do. And when you hit 11 threes in the first half, the Hokies were already writing up a perfect blueprint to win. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Grandpa Zilli earned ACC Player of the Week honors for his dominant performances against Duke and uh, Syracuse. 49 points off of 21 of 38 shooting, which is 55% from the field against Duke and Syracuse combined. Also 16 total rebounds, 7 uh, total assists, and 3 block shots. Bazili is absolutely cooking. Mike Young talked about it. Not only was he good at the beginning of the season, but it really feels like he's starting to truly catch his stride and feel comfortable at the ACC level. No, I mean, there's a reason he led the way with 25 that last game. It was the efficiency. I mean, 11 for 23 from the field, um, two for nine from three. He really showed early this season that he was a guy who was capable of scoring from anywhere. Um, we know with his size that he has great finishing ability in the paint um, and that he showed flashes of three-point shooting in the beginning of the year. That went a little bit cold towards the uh, early part portion of uh, the ACC season. It's good to see him put up multiple threes in a game again for the first time in a second. Um, but talk about his defense, man. Mike Young is not afraid to talk about where his, his players are weak when they mm -hmm. come into Blacksburg. And he said, Grant Bazilli, dude was a heck of a scorer, but his defense was lacking in what right. they wanted. His defense has improved vastly. I don't want to say head and shoulders above where he was at, but man, it is a difference almost night and day, really. And he was locked down that last game. It was really fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Couture also uh, was fantastic against Syracuse and Duke, um, but he had, he had 20 points against Syracuse, 6 for 10 from beyond the arc uh, for Hunter Couture. Well, let's go ahead and uh, turn a page here, and let's move on uh, to uh, previewing Miami, but first I want to talk about Fontel Mines. Uh, uh, that's another piece of news. Uh, Virginia Tech wide receivers coached very respected across the conference in the country as uh, as a whole a lot of great relationships with different in-state uh, wide receivers he was huge in getting Ollie Jennings the third from Old Dominion to come over to tech a great relationship with him handful of great relationships with uh, young high school kids in the Richmond area that are highly touted recruits so um, anyways he goes from one of the lower paid guys on the staff to one of the higher paid guys on the staff um, the details will be on uh, the podcast tomorrow Chris and Will will talk all about that, uh, but just for your simple news, uh, news, excuse me, he gets a big extension. He gets a big uh, added uh, paycheck here, and yeah. it's huge for the football program. Yeah, I mean, for Hokies fans to hear that right now, they they should be very happy with that decision, regardless of you know what money they're throwing at him, which the money is well deserved in the coaching world for football. You are looking for someone with two parts of their skill set. One is the actual coaching, and two is the actual recruiting. And the recruiting portion is really valuable with this coach. So. I, I love that move for him. The athletics department did a great job on that one. 
Awesome. All right. Well, Virginia Tech now goes on the road. Uh, they play tomorrow night, 7 o'clock tip-off in Coral Gables against the 23rd-ranked team in the country, the Miami Hurricanes. Man, is it a battle when these two teams get together? Uh, last year, it felt like both games went right down to the wire. These two teams just get into slugfests with each other. It's always exciting. Mike Young, Jim Laranega, both teams have very talented uh, you know, conference-wide players. They have Isaiah Wong on one side. Uh, who has given Virginia Tech fits. We got guys like Hunter Couture, who's hit big shots against Miami, uh, especially down in Coral Gables. Uh, So, Kyle, what are you looking at uh, when the Hurricanes and the Hokies uh, do battle tomorrow night as Virginia Tech looks for their third straight? Well, it's going to be an offensive battle. Everyone knows that. I'm going to avert my attention to Sean Padula, and here's why. Against UVA, Kihei Clark ran right past that kid. And we know that Padula's defense is still developing, and he's shown flashes of really good defense. Again, something that Young is not afraid to talk about with his players. So that's where I'm looking. If you want to really take control of this game with your guard play, Padula's got to have a good defensive night against Isaiah Wong. He has the same, now not the same scoring ability as Kihei Clark, but the same toolkit. They're both small-bodied guards who can really slash to the rim and, and have a good touch, get a good finish. So I think that's where it starts for the Hokies. Do you think that you could see a switch if Padula does struggle? Couture guards Wong. Easily. Now that Couture's, you know, what is this, his fourth game back or third? Third game back since injury. Third or fourth, yeah. Third or fourth. I think uh, they, they're ready to just throw him right back in the, the flames. I mean, he was that number one defender for a reason. So, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked to see that happen. But they're also trying to d- develop Padula. I, I've seen them in the beginning of each game intentionally put Padula on that number one guy, um, knowing that Couture can step up whenever. That's what I've noticed, at least. Yeah. Interestingly enough, despite being ranked 23rd in the country, and they were much higher uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, Miami has actually lost three out of their last five. They're coming off the heels of a loss on the road uh, against Pittsburgh, who's a good team. They beat Florida State handedly. They lost on the road against Duke at Cameron Indoor by a possession. They beat Syracuse in a close one that was at home for them, and they lost on the road at NC State in overtime. Probably shouldn't have lost to both Pitt and NC State. Granted, they were both road games. It's always hard to win on the road in the ACC, Uh, but what do you think kind of a story that tells about Miami, and are you surprised that they're still a top 25 team? Well, I'll tell you what, that reflects how good the ACC is. Uh, D. Cono was talking about that a couple weeks ago, that although there aren't as many teams ranked in the ACC, that doesn't mean that we don't have as many tournament teams that we usually do. I always am looking at uh, Lenardi's Bracketology and even you know the past couple of weeks where teams like Miami have gone in a little bit of a skid, still seven teams in the ACC that he expects to to represent in the tournament come March. So uh, I'm going to stick with that and say it's just a reflection of how strong the ACC is so far. Isaiah Wong, the leading scorer for the Hurricanes, uh, 16.2 points per game, 44.9% uh, from the field, so shooting the ball at about 45%, which is really, really impressive. On uh, Virginia Tech's side, Sean Padula still leads the way, 15.5 points per game. His production has it's dropped the slightest uh, little bit since he was averaging over 17 uh, at, at one point. Uh, I think Omir is going to be a, a, a tough challenge for Virginia Tech as well. Sophomore, 6'7", 248. Uh, has some great size, um, and that's just going to be an interesting matchup. They're going to put Mutz on him, um, if I had to predict, and uh, I think Mutz and Omir could be really a marquee matchup. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to watch, too. Uh, you know, Mutz has kind of taken that <clears throat> um, step back offensively and really kind of turned up his presence. I mean, he 
he before he started scoring last game, not that he went away with a packed stat sheet offensively, he had 11 rebounds and eight assists already in his box score, I think three quarters of the way through the game. He ended up sticking with only eight in the assist margin, but 11, and then I believe he hit double digits in scoring too. I mean, we're talking only a couple of um, points away from uh, a triple-double again from right. Justin Mutz. So. Uh, I would not be shocked to see him really just lock down or try and lock down on defense because he's kind of taken a back step offensively. He's letting, now that Couture's back, him kind of run the show again. No spread out yet. That'll come out uh, tomorrow um, or later tonight. But uh, Virginia Tech averaging 73 points per game, allowing 66, shooting the ball 47% from the field uh, with 35 rebounds. These two teams mirror each other quite well. Miami scoring more, 77.7, so about 78 points a game they're scoring. Um, but they are also allowing more, uh, allowing uh, 69.5, so nearly 70 points a game. Shooting the ball at... 48% from the field uh, and rebounding the ball at the same rate as Virginia Tech at 35 rebounds a game. So again, two very similar teams, uh, two very evenly matched teams. Could be looking at a barn burner in Coral Gables uh, tomorrow night. Kyle, your final thoughts on the Hurricanes and the Hokies. Yeah, you look at the numbers. These teams are incredibly uh, similar statistically, both offense and defense, any way that you can look at it. The one statistic that I think they somewhat vary in that uh, is is of note is the assist-to-turnover ratio. Mm -hmm. Virginia Tech is second in the ACC with a 1.47 assist-to-turnover ratio. They take care of the ball. Miami? Still a decent ratio, but not nearly as well as Virginia Tech. Miami's seventh in the ACC, so they're middle of the pack in assist-to-turnover ratio with 1.28. Only statistical margin that I could figure out that actually had some sort of significant difference. Maybe that could be the, the, the game-changer tomorrow night. Interesting. Well, Virginia Tech uh, on one side, we know that they can uh, shoot the three-pointer good, uh, but uh, as of late, you know, fell off a little bit with a tough performance against Syracuse, kind of an outlier there, 3 and 19, 35% from beyond the arc on the season for Virginia Tech total. Miami, same number, 35%. Wow. So they're so these, similar. These teams are uh, quite similar on paper. Anyways, uh, should be an exciting one tomorrow night in Coral Gables. Thanks so much for being with us today. It was a quick one. Hey, stay tuned. Wednesday, we got some exciting stuff coming. Uh, we don't want to give away any secrets. It'll be announced very, very soon. But let's just say TSL today on Wednesday is going to be a good one. So definitely be on the lookout for that. But for now, Kyle Marshak along the way. Uh, Abby Nielsen behind the scenes. I'm Giovanni Heater signing off from Blacksburg.